Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode fifteen of season three of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Meet Millie was a sitcom that ran on CBS Radio from July 2nd, 1951 to September 23rd, 1954, and starred Audrey Totter as Millie Bronson, a secretary living in Brooklyn with her mother, played by B. Benaderet, and later Florence Haylop. Totter was let go as the lead in 1953 and replaced by Alina Verdugo. The show transitioned to television in October of 1952, and Verdugo played Millie on the show there as well. Millie lived in a Jackson Heights apartment in Brooklyn and worked as a secretary in Manhattan. She's dating the son of her boss, Johnny Boone Jr., played by Ross Ford, with her boss played by Earl Ross and later Roland Winters. Her friend, aspiring poet Alfred Prinsmetal, drops by frequently for visits, played by Marvin Kaplan. Most of the shows centered around the everyday life and predicaments of Millie. The TV show outlived the radio show by two years, ending in 1956. Now sit back and enjoy the episode, Alfred's in Love, from Meet Millie. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Meet Millie, created by Frank Galen and starring Audrey Potter. Yes, it's time to say hello to Mama, played by B. Benaderet, and Alfred, played by Marvin Kaplan, as once again we meet Millie. Well, the life of a secretary in New York is a hectic one, from the two gulps of coffee and the sprint for the subway in the morning to the struggle for survival known as the rush hour in the evening. Our Millie is on the go all day long with never a minute for relaxation. That's why the peaceful hour after dinner is so welcome as we join Millie and her mama now in their New York apartment. We find Millie comfortably relaxed in the easy chair getting an expert massage from Mama. Oh, that feels good, Mama. Just like that, don't stop. You haven't got all night for massaging, young lady. What time is Johnny picking you up? There is time yet. A little higher, Mama. Where are you going tonight? I don't know. The movies, I guess. Again, the movies? That's three times this week. You'll get popcorn poisoning. <laughs> What's wrong with Johnny and I going to the movies? I don't like it. You'll never get any place with him that way, believe me. <laughs> Do me a favor, Mama. Concentrate on my shoulder muscles. I never heard of a fella proposing to a girl in a movie. Ouch, not so hard. I'm sorry. I heard of it in park cars, in the park. In living room. In the movies, I never heard of it. Even foreign movies. <laughs> That's the end of the massage. My hands are tired. Thanks, Mama. You sure have got a wonderful touch. Where did you learn to massage like that? 
I used to have a job in a delicatessen softening hard salami. <laughs> now you're kidding. You ask a foolish question, you get a foolish answer. What time's Johnny coming over? I should be here soon, but he can wait a while. The picture doesn't start till 8.13. Would you like to come along? No, thanks, honey. I'm going to stay home and read my new book and watch wrestling. I, th <laughs> I thought you hated wrestling. I do, but my book is a mystery, and I don't want to be alone in the house. <laughs> Mama, you're a character, you know that? What did I say was so funny? All I said was, I... That's Johnny so early? I don't think so. Come in. Oh, it's Alfred Prince Nettle. How's the poet? Sit down, Alfred. You look terrible. I feel terrible. <laughs> I didn't get a wink of sleep all afternoon. <laughs> I've fallen madly in love. Alfred, what did you fall in love with, Alfred? Mama, what a foolish question. <laughs> Why, remember last time he fell in love? Oh, yeah, that's right. Alfred is not the policeman's horse again, is it? <laughs> no, it's a girl. A wonderful, bewitching girl. How nice. Come on, Alfred, tell us about it. Sit down. I'm miserable. I can't sit down. Cupid has wounded me deeply with his little arrow. <laughs> you know something? That Cupid doesn't have the aim he used to have. <laughs> you hate me. Who's the girl, Alfred? Anyone we know? Sure. You introduced me to her. How I cursed that day. We introduced you? Who could we... Wait a minute. You don't mean Bernice Cooper. Oh. The sound of her name clutches at my heart. <laughs> Bernice. Beautiful Bernice. Proud and dignified. Sedate and majestic. And with it all, a woman. <laughs> Talking about the Bernice Cooper that's always chewing gum and chasing boys? That's her. Millie, Bernice Cooper. Alfred, that's no girl. That's... Mama. <laughs> I, um, I hear she's become quite a lady. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard she became a different girl after they caught her trying to climb the fire escape at the Y. <laughs> Stay in love with her, huh, Alfred? Hopelessly, fatally in love with her. Does she know? She knows. How does she feel about you? She hates me. <laughs> That's impossible. Doesn't she realize you're a fella? She's in love with someone else. Some coarse, vulgar person without an ounce of culture or sensitivity. Isn't that a shame? But she's in my blood. There's nothing I can do about it. Alfred, go in the bathroom, take a cold shower. <laughs> I don't want a cold shower. I want Bernice. Oh, I can't bear this torment. Maybe a hot shower? <laughs> 
If you feel that way, Alfred, why don't you win her love? Sweep her off her feet. That's right. I tried everything. It's no use. I can tell by the way she talks to me. Listen, Alfred, you can't always tell what a girl is thinking by what she says. That's right. Sometimes you have to judge by her expression when she says it. How much expression can you put into drop dead? <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. Does she go steady with this other fella? She's with him every minute. She's a professional football player. <laughs> football player, huh? Is it serious? I think so. She embroidered her name on his knee pads. <laughs> I can't stand the suffering. Control yourself, Elf. It means nothing. It could, could be just an infatuation because he's a football player. That's right, Alfred. Girls sometimes go crazy over football players because they think it's fun. But when they're through having fun, you're the kind they marry. Millie's right. Let him be glamorous. You show her you're the dependable type. you got to say, you know what would be a wonderful idea? What? Have your mother and father invite her to your house for dinner. Say, that is a good idea. Uh, only would it work just as well if I wasn't there? <laughs> Why? My father won't eat at the same table with me. <laughs> then it's not such a good idea. Not right away, anyway. How long will it take for your father to get over being mad at you? Oh, he's not mad at me. I just spoil his appetite. <laughs> I see. Wait a minute. Why don't I give a dinner for you and Bernice? That's a wonderful idea. Yeah, right away. Tomorrow night, I'll call her up and we'll... Oh, that must be Johnny. Come in. Good evening, gentle people. Hello, Johnny. I'll be ready in a jiffy, Johnny. We were discussing Alfred's love life. Yeah, Alfred's in love again. Really? You know, Alfred, I don't know what you see in that policeman's horse. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Johnny, it's a girl. Oh, oh, I see. Well, why do you look so unhappy, Alfred? Alfred, I can't stand to look at you. You're big and handsome like he is. Well, <laughs> Alfred has a rival. Listen, Johnny, you've been around. I bet you could give Alfred a few tips. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Well, Okay. Go ahead, Johnny, and then I'm going to talk to Alfred and find out just how much you know. <laughs> Come on, Mama. There's pretzels on the table. Well, yeah, let's see now, Alfred. How should we go about this? Uh, just how much experience have you had with girls? How many girls would you say you've kissed? Let's see. Uh, counting grammar school uh, and that summer at camp across the lake from the girls' camp uh, and the time we lived next door to that family with four daughters. Uh, and the time my Boy Scout Patrol was snowed in for three hours with that Girl Scout Patrol? None. <laughs> you mean with all the opportunities you've just mentioned, you've never been kissed by a girl? How do you account for that? I watch them like a hawk. You <laughs> may have to go back to the birds and the bees. Uh, there's no use trying to pretend. I'm afraid of girls. They terrify me. That's ridiculous. I go to dances sometimes, and I'll see a pretty girl, and I'll ask her to dance. She'll say yes. Then I start to shake something awful. 
Did it ever occur to you that if you grabbed hold of the girl, you might stop shaking? Oh, I did grab hold of the girl once while I was shaking. This is terrible. Before they could pry me loose, I shook off her eyelashes, her earrings, two false teeth, and a hip and You know, I'll bet you can make a fortune in a reducing parlor. Laugh at me. Why, I'm not laughing at you, Alfred, believe me. Now, I know what your trouble is. You have an inferiority complex. That's true. I have no self-confidence. Well, it's all in the mind. You can convince yourself of anything if you work at it. I suggest that every morning you say to yourself, I'm handsome and I'm charming. Just keep saying that to yourself. I'm handsome and I'm charming. I'm handsome and I'm charming. I'm handsome and... What's wrong? You hate me. (laughs) I'm ready, Johnny. Did you and Alfred have your little talk? Yes. Alfred has quite a problem. Everything's going to be okay. Mama's going to have Alfred's girl over for dinner tomorrow night. Say, Alfred, you'd better get busy and invite it. Well, I'll go right over and ask her right now. Would you mind holding my watch for me? The last time I went near her, I shook off the crystal. <laughs> Wish me luck. Poor Alfred. You know, I don't understand Mother Nature. As long as she made the mistake with Alfred, why didn't she do it again with a girl so he'd have a mate? <laughs> The table looks wonderful, Mama. Very romantic, isn't it? <laughs> now, notice the subdued lighting on Alfred and Bernice's side of the table. Yeah, real clever. Well, I like to face facts, and Alfred's face is a hard fact to face. <laughs> Speaking of Alfred's face, you better open another can of those circus nuts. <laughs> Okay. Gee, I hope that Bernice doesn't hurt him. She's so stupid, you know. You never know. A girl like that sometimes makes a very good wife. But do you think she'd ever want to get married? Don't worry about that. Buried in every woman is that age-old instinct to quit work. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're right. Yeah, they might make a fine couple. That's right, they might. Yeah. Can you picture the kids they might have? (laughs) Now, let's keep it cheerful. Listen, you never can tell about those things. I knew a couple once. He was the ugliest thing you ever saw, and she was even worse, and you should have seen the kids they had. Beautiful. Monsters. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your point? What does that prove? I was proving something. <laughs> I forget. Honestly, Mom, you get more absent-minded every day. One of these... That must be Alfred and Bernice. Come in. Hello. Hello, Alfred. Isn't Bernice with you? No, she said she'd meet me here. Oh. Well, come in, come in. <laughs> oh, boy, look at the cheek. <laughs> yeah. For a minute, I thought it was Claude Gable. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, really. Really, Alfred, I, 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 ne- I never saw you looking so good. A new suit, white shirt. I noticed you found a way to make your hair lie down, too. Yeah. Making a cap out of one of my mother's old stockings did the trick. 
<laughs> That's good. But uh, don't you think you ought to take it off before Bernice gets here? Oh, my goodness. Am I still wearing it? <laughs> yeah. You're so nervous, Alfred. Was Bernice glad you invited her? Well, yes. Only her boyfriend, Stanley, was there. The football player? Yeah. He was kind of mad. He said he didn't like the idea of Bernice going out to dinner without her. Who does he think he is? So what did you say? Would you mind setting another place for Stanley? <laughs> You're kidding. Alfred, Stanley's coming to dinner? Why should that big lummox muscle in on your date? <laughs> Listen, Mom, it's just as well. Bernice will get a chance to see Alfred and Stanley together, and she'll realize what a gentleman Alfred is. Yeah? Well... Here, Millie, help me set a place for Stanley over here between you and me. That's a good idea. We'll keep the main task force bottled up while Alfred sneaks in and establishes a beachhead. Still <laughs> <laughs> can't get over the nerve of that girl to think that she'd wanted... There they are now. I'll get it. Alfred, don't shake so close to the table. That's my best china. <laughs> well, hello, Bernice. Hello, Bernice. Hello, Mrs. Bronson. Nellie, I want you to meet a friend of mine, Mr. Stanley Chatter. 220 pounds. Not an ounce of fat. How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? How do you do, Stanley? Glad to know you. Hello, Bernice. Let him feel your muscles, Stanley. Oh, uh, not now. After dinner. After dinner, you'll be too sleepy. Let him feel it now. Leave me alone. I'm hungry. <laughs> That's a pretty dress you're wearing, Bernice. Just fall asleep after dinner, and then you can feel it all you want. Uh, you look familiar to me, Mrs. Bronson. Don't you know me? I don't think so. Stanley plays right guard on the Manhattan Marauders. Yeah, I'm also part-time bouncer at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Hey, that's where I know you from. Ain't you the elderly lady I threw out last Saturday night for picking up sailors? Mr. Chaddock. It couldn't have been me. Last Saturday night I was in jail for slugging an MP. Yeah. Anyhow, now that I think of it, this one had a mustache. After dinner, we must get Stanley to bring an iron pipe for you. Really? That'll be nice. Look, everybody. I'm breaking toothpicks with one hand. <laughs> Bernice, I think someone's trying to attract your attention. Over here, Bernice. Yahoo, Bernice. Oh, look, it's Alfred. Stanley. Alfred. Not now. After dinner. <laughs> Let's all sit down, shall we? Bernice, you sit here next to Alfred, and Stanley, you sit here. Excuse me, Mrs. Bronson. That chair's not too good for Stanley. It isn't? Nah. Food always puts me to sleep, so I need a chair with arms, otherwise I fall on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth, Mrs. Bronson. Did you ever see anyone with as much charm as my Stanley? Oh, I cut it out. <laughs> you know it's to your big teddy bear. <laughs> Not now. After dinner. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we... Uh... I can't stand it. I'm going to kill myself. Alfred, come back. Cruelty, thy name is Bernice. 
What's wrong with him? Bernice, how can you say that? How much can the boy stand? You got him eating his heart out. Oh, speaking of eating, how's about dinner? Stanley's hungry. Yes, you don't want to dirty these dishes. I do fine, right out of the pot. Hold <laughs> <laughs> me, Mama, before I pick up a chair and go through Stanley for a ten-yard game. Well, poor Alfred Prinsmetal is suffering the pangs of an unrequited love. Bernice Cooper, the lady of his heart, seems to be crazy about one Stanley Chaddick, a huge football player, and has no eyes for Alfred. The last Millie and Mama saw of Alfred was when he ran out of the apartment threatening to end it all. He has not been heard from since. As we join Millie now, she's at the office talking over her fears with her boss, J.R. Boone Sr. I'm really worried about him. And I think he would carry on this way over that stupid little Bernice Cooper. Young men are such fools. I remember when I was Alfred's age, I went all haywire over a little snip of a girl. I loved her so much, I was sick. Really? Did you ever get over her? Yeah, the day after we were married. <laughs> the love, that is. I'm still a little sick. Well, I'd hate to see Alfred marry this girl Why? What difference does it make? Oh, now, Mr. Boone, do you mean to say you don't think it makes any difference what kind of a woman a man marries? Miss Bronson, when you jump in front of traffic, you don't care what kind of a car runs over you <laughs> Tell the truth now, tell the truth Don't you feel better after hearing a good joke? I don't know, why don't we try it sometime? <laughs> Oh, come on now. I think you're worrying unnecessarily. I really do. I feel Alfred is gone already. Something tells me... Hello, Millie. Alfred. See, what did I tell you? There's Alfred as alive as he'll ever be. <laughs> Alfred, where have you been? What happened? Well, I spent the night walking the streets, tasting the bitterness of a broken heart. Then this morning, I decided that I couldn't go on. I went down into the subway, planning to throw myself under an express. Well? Then I realized that first I had to come and see you one last time. Why, Alfred? I need a dime for the turnstile. <laughs> oh, Alfred. Listen to me, Alfred. You can't take life this hard. It's no use talking to me. Give me my dime and let me go. Make my apologies to the subway company for slowing up the Lexington Avenue Express. Alfred, please. Uh, and see that my body goes to a good medical school. Anyone but Harvard. Their school colors nauseate me. If you don't mind the suggestion, the head should go to Ripley. You won't ignore it. Alfred. Bernice isn't worth it. She isn't... It's no use. I've come to the end. There's just one more thing, Millie. Yes? I wrote my farewell to the world, the last poem of Alfred E. Prince Medal. And I want you to take it down as I recite it. But, Alfred... The last request of a dying man. Go ahead. Goodbye, bitter life, by the late Alfred E. Prince Medal. <laughs> Goodbye, bitter life. I leave you with a mocking laugh. Ha-ha. <laughs> I leave you with a happy sore. Tra-la. <laughs> if you should see some happy debris 
upon the tracks of the BMT. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Though in life I never created a sensation, I soon will reach from station to station. <laughs> and that is why I say, ha ha, tra-la. <laughs> the end. Alfred, that's beautiful. What did you think, Mr. Boone? I was moved, Alfred. I'd be honored if you would let me escort you personally to the subway. <laughs> Don't rush me. Alfred, a boy who writes such brilliant poetry can't leave the world so young. Brilliant, huh? Alfred, you're too talented. You're a genius. You got to live. You know, Millie, I agree with you. Darn it. <laughs> the Lexington Avenue Express will be on time after all. Nobody ever goes through with anything anymore. <laughs> what am I going to do about Bernice Millie? Listen, Alfred. If you can't forget her, then you got to win her. Take her away from that big mountain of sleeping flesh. But how can I? She admires rippling muscles. The only time my muscles ripple is in a high wind. <laughs> don't be silly. Muscles don't mean a thing. Sweep her off her feet with the force of your passion. Show her that under that quiet exterior, there's a pile of dynamite. Millie, I'm going to do it. I'm going to light my fuse and explode right under her nose. <laughs> now you're talking, Alfred. Come in. At last, Bernie. Oh, Alfred. Don't talk. I'm here to burn your lips with my kisses. I'm here to show you what a man's love can mean. In short, my darling, I'm here to sweep you to paradise with breathtaking kisses. First, would you mind taking out the garbage? <laughs> Forget the garbage. Bernice, stand there for a moment and let me drink in your beauty. Let me revel in the perfection of your loveliness. Let me steep myself in the intoxication of your charm. Come one step closer and you get this wet dish rag right in the face. <laughs> you don't understand me, Bernice. I'm under your magical spell. There's something in the air about you. It's the garbage. It's been here all day. <laughs> Can't you see that I'm serious? To think my heart is aflame with this great passion. And I can't strike an answering spark from yours. Come then. I am here, Bernice. Warm up the gulag. <laughs> oh, darn it. Darn it, why can't I think of things like that to say? <laughs> hey, what's he doing here? He came to face with me. You don't care, do you? Not as long as you didn't give him none of my goulash. <laughs> Family. You may be big and muscular, but I love Bernice, too. And I'm not going to stand by and watch you take her love. You're in for a fight to the finish. Do you hear me? A fight to the death. Alfred. Yes? Take out the garbage. <laughs> yes, sir. Mama! Mama, come here, quick. Well, what is it, honey? What's wrong? Look at this note Alfred left on the kitchen table. What note? What? Let me hear. Dear friends, it is quite obvious that Bernice cares only for brute strength. 
and that is the only way I can win her away from Stanley. So I've gone to the park to meet him and fight with him. <laughs> Goodbye, Elsie. Millie, when that bully gets through with him, there won't be enough left to fill the hole in the lifesaver. <laughs> Poor fragile Alfred. Mama, we got to get to the park. Come on. Yeah, maybe there's still time to stop the fight. If not, grab one of those pots so we can bring them home. <laughs> Come on, Stanley. Put up your hand. Fight like a man. Alfred, don't be silly. Alfred, I don't want to fight. Now stop it. Well, at least put me down. <laughs> if I do, will you promise not to kick me again? Why won't you fight? I want to be a bloody mess. Alfred, where are you going to get the blood? <laughs> Come on and fight, I said. You kick me. Don't make me sore, Alfred. I'll swat you. Come on and fight, I said. <laughs> oh, you, you kick me again. I'll show you. You, you missed me. You want me to hold him, Stanley? <laughs> there they are, Mama. Yeah, kill him, Alfred. Hit him. Don't, don't you touch Alfred, you big bully. Take this, you, you, you love thief. Oh, Alfred, you hit for me. What? <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.